It's time for JT the Brick. Hey, JT, how you doing, man? Now there's a new team, and everybody's pretty much new, and I got their back. I want this thing to work. Everybody's got to get on the same page. JT the Brick. Yeah, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be last-second losses. There's going to be a draft pick that doesn't make the team. Whatever it is, it's Raider Nation. JT, thanks for having me on. Always great to catch up with you, and keep it going, okay? I'll talk to you soon, man. And now, here's JT the Brick. Thank you, Raider Nation, for tuning in here today on the JT The Brick Show on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. I'm Harry Ruiz filling in for JT The Brick the rest of the week, and I'll be here with you guys as well Tuesday and Wednesday. We're following up the Summer of Cliff, finally, in the Hall of Fame this year, and it's so, so close. Tomorrow, it's going to be July 1st. That means a month later, it'll be August. And the first week of August, Hall of Fame time. Finally, Cliff Branch gets that honor he deserves. We knew it from a long time ago, and fortunately, he's going in. If you got a story that you want to tell here on Raider Nation Radio of the time you met Cliff Branch, I'll tell mine tomorrow, but I want to hear from you. If you met him out there in Oakland, if you met him out there in L.A. showing off those Super Bowl rings, he's got three, one of very few folks. With multiple Super Bowl rings or what, with all of them for the Raiders, call in and let us know. Super friendly guy, almost always available for the Raider Nation on a home game day out there in Oaktown. So I want to hear from you, Raider Nation. 702-365-9200. We got a couple of guests coming up later today on the show. Paloma Bilacana, sports reporter for Fox 5 Vegas. She'll be jumping on at 12.20 p.m. We're going to talk everything about Vegas sports, including the Raiders' sister franchise, the Las Vegas Aces. I went to my first Aces game on Saturday, and I was shocked because I thought, this is my mind, I don't watch much of the WNBA, and it was my first Aces game, and I thought, all right, if I get there 45 minutes before tip-off, I'll be all right. I get there to the Mandalay Bay, traffic was crazy. Just to get into the parking structure, it took me 20 minutes The Aces, they got a good fan base. The environment was very fun. And the tickets, they were cheap. I mean, I went by myself. I don't care if I go with someone or if I go by myself. I have a good time either way. I paid 25 bucks for a lower lower bowl ticket. I was like two seats away from the entrance for the players, which, by the way, the intros for the Las Vegas Aces is very, very cool. The production their crew puts on, very, very entertaining. And the game, it was a good one. They went overtime. Unfortunately, they ended up taking the loss. They faced the Washington Mystics. It was fun watching Elena Deladon. I remember watching her in her college days and a couple of WNBA games, and it was cool watching her on the court, her and Asia Wilson battling two of the best in the league. Asia Wilson, a beast. She was in foul trouble. Despite that, Kelsey Plum, Jackie Young, and all the girls, they were able to keep the team together, kept fighting, but unfortunately took the loss on Saturday night. Then last night, I watched the game as well, and they lost again against Seattle. So I hope I'm not the 
guy that jinxed them that because I started going to, went to my first game now they've lost a couple of games but Brian Salmon who we had on the show a couple of weeks ago he w- I saw him at halftime and he told me he's like so you're the reason why they're losing I'm like hey man I'm just uh, I'm just here to have a good time I'm just here so I don't get fined it was very fun going to the Aces game so of course we'll talk Aces everything Vegas sports with Paloma Villacana at 12:20 Eric Winalda UN's men's national team legend. He played in three FIFA World Cups for the Stars and Stripes. He was also a player in the German Bundesliga, the Liga MX, MLS. He scored the first goal in MLS history. We're going to be talking to him at the top of our number two. We know that there's three big games coming to Las Vegas in less than three weeks. We're going to have Chelsea against America July 16th at Legion Stadium. July 22nd, you've got the champion from Italy, Juventus, against the most popular team in Mexico, Chivas. And the main course, the main event, July July 23rd, Real Madrid versus Barcelona. El Clásico. The biggest soccer game, club soccer game that you can attend in the world is these two squads facing each other. And they're going to face each other here in Las Vegas. In history, there has only been three El Clásicos to be played out of Spain. You had one in South America, which was the first time. And then a couple of years ago, they played in Miami. And last year, they played in Saudi Arabia. Now it's going to be in Las Vegas. It's the fourth one, but believe me, it's very important. I saw the ticket prices when they came out on Ticketmaster.com. And oh boy, a nosebleed was... If, if we think, and they are, that Raider prices in the secondary market are expensive, you should have seen those face values for Real Madrid-Barcelona. They're crazy. But... There's going to be a lot of fans, not only from Vegas and not only from the United States, but from the rest of the world coming out to Las Vegas on July 23rd for that incredible matchup here at Allegiant Stadium. When people said, I was like, well, you're going to have a football stadium in Las Vegas. What are you going to do with it when it's not football season? And oh boy, that stadium commission, they've been working hard. Incredible concerts, incredible events. Even corporate events, they've had concerts out there for corporations that have their conventions out here in Las Vegas, and they fill that thing up. The Legion Stadium is a magnet for huge events out here in our city, and of course, they're giving employment to a lot of people. That's fantastic. The economy gets driven up. A lot of folks are spending money in our casinos, well, in the city's casinos, in the city's restaurants, and me saying ours, like if, like if I have... I'm a owner. Hell no. I'm far from it. Hopefully someday. But for now, I own this shirt and these pants I'm wearing right now. Uh, and yeah, I'm wearing a Raider shirt. Talking, Speaking of wearing a Raider shirt, today, the Raider image in downtown Summerlin, they're having their grand opening and they're kicking off a six-day sale. I went out there super quick. They opened at 11 and I was outside at 11 a.m. and went inside immediately to get on the A.C., Raider Nation, if you're in Las Vegas right now and you're on your lunch break or you start your shift at 1 or 2 a little bit later, there's a lot of graveyard shift folks out there. They got a 30% off sale going all the way until 1 p.m. Everything on the store is 30% off in downtown Summerlin. Afterwards, once 1 o'clock hits, 
20% discount on all purchases until the end of day on Tuesday. So six-day sale. I went out there. Uh, I got to be honest with you guys. I always am. I got a Darren Waller jersey. I was looking for a Devontae Adams jersey, one of the stitched ones, and they didn't have those. They only got the sticker ones, which I don't like. So I got a D-Wall jersey. He's always been a very good guy. Max Crosby, they only had smalls, and I don't fit in a small. Uh, so I ended up getting a Darren Waller jersey. Took advantage of that 30% discount. You, if you want to go, head out there, Raider Nation, because believe me, 30% off is a very, very good discount. Today and Saturday, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., the Raiderettes are making an appearance. Right now, Raiderette Vicky and Raiderette Kylie. They are right there. Vicky, a vet. Kylie, a rookie. Then from 3 to 5 p.m., both today and Saturday, there will be a Raider alumni present. So get a picture, get an autograph, and... It's not public, but I'll make it public because I got permission. Former Raiders quarterback Jay Schroeder will be present today. So go get a picture. Go get an autograph. And Raider Nation, go have a good time today. Uh, I got there early, so I was one of their first customers. They even gave me a mug. They gave me a cookie, which I went over to the lunch break area here at the station to, to go eat. That way I don't get in trouble with James. But um, it was fun. It was fun, Raider Nation. So go check it out. It was getting crowded first couple of minutes it was chill once i left like at 11 10 a.m it started getting crowded 30 percent discount you don't get those every day so go check that out raider nation and th talking about merchandise sales which raider would you guess is one of the top selling jerseys right now in the nfl of course crosby's a big guy that you would think he's up there car Waller, Jacobs was one of the top sellers for a while after that huge rookie season in year number two. But NFL Shop, they released their 10 best-selling jerseys so far this year. There's a couple of divisional rivals for the Raiders. Actually, all three quarterbacks that are divisional rivals for the Raiders, they're top 10. And one of them is number one. Russell Westbrook with the Broncos. Of course, new team, sexy name. He's the guy that all the Denver fans, they got hopes that he's the guy that finally gets them out of the bottom of the, of the division after Peyton Manning left. So he's number one. Josh Allen, those Bills fans, they're crazy. They're nuts. And they, their guy's getting them into the playoffs. We'll see if he gets them to the promised land. So he's number two. Then number three is a Raider. Devontae Adams. Star wide receiver, considered by many the top wide receiver in the NFL. Well, Raider Nation is showing their support. The first non-quarterback on this list of the top 10 best-selling jerseys in the NFL so far this year is Devontae Adams at number three. So that's pretty cool. To see a Raider up there, to see a former Fresno State guy, Derek Carr's college teammate, a guy that has said since the beginning that he rooted for the Raiders. He grew up following the silver and black, wanting to be like Tim Brown, rocking Raiders gear, being in this, uh, his school program, rocking a Charles Woodson jersey. That's the kind of stuff that you like to see. And now he's wearing a Raider jersey. He's wearing number 17, and it's pretty cool to see that Devontae Adams is number three on that list. Raider Nation, you're showing him love, and I'm pretty sure once the season starts, you'll be saying, thank God I bought this jersey early because they're selling out fast right now. So right now, Raider Nation, I want to ask you, 
If you had an opportunity to get one Raider jersey of a current player, because I know we love buying legends jerseys. I got a Marcus Allen and a Freddie B jersey in my closet right now. I got a couple more that are stored away because I got them autographed. If you had to buy a jersey of a current player on the 2022 Raiders roster, buy their jersey, which would it be and why? Let me know. 702-365-9200 here on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. You can hit me up on social media at Harry Ruiz on Twitter, H-A-R-R-Y-R-U-I-Z. On Twitter and on Instagram, just put an underscore between my first and my last name. It's interesting to see also the rest of the top 10 on this NFL shop, top 10 best-selling jerseys so far this year. After... Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, and Devontae Adams on the top three. Number four is a rookie, a guy that hasn't even played yet in the NFL. Kenny Pickett, the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it makes sense. He's a pit guy. He played college there, and now he's going to play his pro career there, or at least start it. So the folks out there in Steeltown, they're showing their love. Tom Brady, number five. How many years has he been up there on this list? Over two decades. <laughs> Crazy. Ridiculous. And then number six, the guy that took over his spot in New England, Mac Jones. Number seven, the only other non-quarterback guy on this list besides Devontae Adams, the Super Bowl MVP, Cooper Cup. And here come the other two quarterbacks in the division for the the quarterbacks from opposing squads in the division for the Raiders. Number eight, Justin Herbert which I hope they're not buying those powder blue jerseys. In my opinion, they're terrible. Talk about a downgrade for a guy. Khalil Mack went from wearing the best jerseys in the NFL in his first three years in his career, the silver and black, to now be wearing those powder blue jerseys? Damn. Well, Justin Herbert, number eight. Patrick Mahomes, number nine. And then the quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals, the AFC champs, Joe Burrow at number 10. So it's pretty cool seeing a Raider up there at number three, Devontae Adams. Everybody that has bought a Devontae Adams jersey so far since he got traded to the Raiders for two draft picks, you guys have put him up there as one of the top sellers in the NFL. So Raider Nation, good job there. Let me know who, which jersey would you buy right now for the Raiders on the current squad? Call me, 702-365-9200. We're going to go to a break, Raider Nation, but coming right back, we got Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Vegas. She's a sports reporter. She does an amazing job, and she covers everything related to Las Vegas sports. This is the JT The Brick Show with me, your host for the day, Harry Ruiz. another different formation. Barnwell and Branch to the left and Allen was split to the right. And it's Branch for touchdown. Anthony Washington, the defender. That was a quick move he made here. Yes, sir. Watch Plunkett. He sees him right now. He says, I got him. Right over there and drill it in there to clip Branch wide open. Pat Summerall on John Madden right there on the call. Super Bowl 18. The Raiders clobbering the still 
than Washington Redskins 38 to 9. The Summer of Cliff continues here on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. I'm Harry Ruiz here filling in for JT on the JT the Brick Show on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. By the way, if you like hoops, Kevin Durant, he has requested a trade from the Brooklyn Nets. That's interesting. Definitely something that's going to be talked about everywhere. And uh, to talk about hoops, and specifically women's hoops out here in Las Vegas, I had to ask for a favor and see if she wanted to jump on the air. And fortunately, she said yes. Paloma Villacana, <laughs> who I'm a huge fan of her. She does an amazing job on every newscast I tune in on Fox 5 Vegas. When I go to the gym, if it's morning, afternoon, or night, somehow Paloma's <laughs> on my TV talking about everything Vegas sports related. How are you, Paloma? Harry, I'm so happy. I'm so excited. This is our first time on air together. So, uh, you know, you texted me earlier this week. I was like, of course, I would never say no. So this is an awesome opportunity. Uh, and, of course, we're, we're friends, we're colleagues, we're Latinos. So huge moment. So excited to be on today. Yeah, so this next part of the interview is going to be in Spanish. So we're going Spanish the rest of the way. No, I'm Ready? just kidding. Listos? Listos? Vámonos. Bobby, Bobby Machado. <laughs> He's just said, my producer right here. Vamos. Okay, Spanish. Vamos. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Paloma, the Las Vegas Aces, I went to my first game on Saturday, yes. and I had an amazing time. I was telling our producer during the break that it's not only what you see on the court, but everything they do around the game makes these games interesting and fun. And I was shocked mm -hmm. with everything yeah. happening all the way from the parking lot, like it was a long mm -hmm. walk. I had to park all the way at the top. These Las Vegas Aces, they're, they're up to something, right, this year? I definitely think it's Mark Davis who invested into this team, bought the team, and is pushing money into this team. And he's financially supporting the players, the team, the, the entertainment. I feel like I've been to Aces games before in the past. And, of course, we've dealt with COVID. We've dealt with the WNBA bubble. You know, it's kind of been a rough couple of past years for the Aces to really establish their presence here in Las Vegas. And now that Mark Davis is, is pumping all this money in, he's building a facility right next door to the Raiders headquarters. And yeah, I mean, you can see the difference this year with the entertainment, the coaches that he's brought in, the players that he's brought in. Uh, the Aces are, are on a, a whole new level this year. And I've been to WNBA games before. I've been to Sparks games in L.A. It is nothing like the Aces games. And I always tell people, whether you're a kid, you're in your 20s, you're an adult, you're older, these games are fun for everyone. And um, it's been exciting to see just more and more fans at the games this season. And that's so true what you're saying about it doesn't matter if you're small or big, old or young. I was sitting right behind two little girls that they couldn't have been older than four years old. And they're wearing Asia <laughs> Wilson jerseys and they're wearing uh -huh. the little unicorn things. And I'm like, these kids are having a blast. They're having a great time. And then you look three rows lower, a super intense lady getting into the game. And it's like everybody's there and having a good time. And you said they're pouring resources into this this when you get a Becky Hammond someone uh -huh. that a lot of folks are saying she deserves a job in the NBA because she does and you get her and you lure her into Las Vegas to do something big with the Aces that's something huge and Mark Davis he can only take care of the coaching staff because we know players and everything that's his front office same thing with the Raiders he hired John Gruden he hired Josh McDaniels and with the Aces mm -hmm. 
Becky Hammond. What's the potential of Becky Hammond in this league right now? Yeah, well, we've already seen that the Aces are having a historic season. You know, they they jumped out to a 9 and 1 record, which was, you know, the best record for a head coach in WNBA history. And we've seen Asia Wilson and and the starting the starting five and these players having their best season, putting up their best numbers, putting up their best stats. Um, you know, and, and we're seeing them kind of hit a bump in the road in the middle of the season right now. You know, they've lost three straight, but um, it, they've been playing really good teams as well. The Seattle Storm last night was, was a nail-biter. But um, it's been awesome to see Becky Hammond bring in her coaching staff who, who come from NBA experience. She spent eight seasons with Greg Popovich. You know, she's, she's bringing in her elite basketball IQ and sitting down with her coaching staff you know, they're, they're just amazed by Becky Hammond every day, just how she allows the players to be themselves. I feel like Asia Wilson, Kelsey Plum, Dierica Hamby, all these players are truly being themselves on and off the court this season, which is great to see. And, you know, she's, she's, she's got a hungry mentality that I, I just haven't seen with, with the Aces before. It's just her mentality that's, you know, aggressive mentality. She wants her players to shoot the three no matter what position they are. Uh, play strong on defense, and and it's it's been exciting to see Becky Hannon and her new coaching staff kind of just take over the league and and show people you know how it's done. We're talking with Paloma Villacana from Fox Five Vegas about the Las Vegas Aces, sister franchise of the Las Vegas Raiders, both squads owned by Mark Davis. And it's how important is it for a franchise to have like. Folks like Asia Wilson, Jackie Young, Kelsey Plum, Erica Hamby, because I'll be honest, Paloma, I don't watch much WNBA on TV, uh-huh. but I do have social media and I'm scrolling through my phone and I follow all of these ladies and they're great on social media and the aces themselves as a team, their team yeah. social media, it's fire. How important is it on oh this new age to have this to attract people in? And they got me. I got hooked in that game on Saturday yeah. and next time I'm available, I'm going to go to a game too. Yeah. Yeah, I think the social media presence is huge for those who don't watch every WNBA game, you know, who aren't at every Aces game. Uh, I actually did a story with their social media team. Um, Chris Lamage is his name, and he, he runs the social media. And he just says, you know, it's awesome that we get to show the players off the court what they're wearing Asia Wilson, what she's doing in the community, Kelsey Plum, you know, Kelsey Plum is out here coaching local, you know, girls basketball teams. And it's awesome to see what they're doing off the court, too. Not only are they, you know, Olympic gold medalists that we're watching on the court, but what they're doing off the court and how you can sit down with Asia Wilson and she will she will answer every question. And Kelsey Plum is so nice. And it's, it's awesome that the Las Vegas ACE's social media team really brings out their personalities and you can relate to them. And a little girl that's looking up to Asia Wilson or Kelsey Plum uh, can relate to them on social media. And then, yeah, you're hooked. You want to go to every game. You want to see them. You want their autograph. You know, you want to go to any camp they put on. So, you know, my hat goes off to the ACE social media team and, and, and all their hard work they do. And folks are noticing, right? I've seen on social media and on TV Tom Brady, Darren Waller, a lot of Raiders players, Floyd Mayweather, the governor was there on Saturday night. (laughs) This squad 
is the real deal. How far do you think they're going to make it this year in the WNBA? Because so far, I mean, we're close to the All-Star break, which, by the way, they got like four players on the on the All-Star right. roster. Uh, the, the Sky and the Aces, they're tied for the best roster in the league. 14 wins and five losses. How far do you think the Aces can go? Yeah, well, Asia Wilson said last night after the Seattle loss, we haven't won anything, and we know we haven't won anything. And so, you know, when they jumped out to a 9-1 and record, a you know great record to start the season, she still says, you know, we haven't won anything. So, so this team knows that the work isn't done. Uh, right now they're traveling. Uh, they're on the road for the entire week. So also one thing, if, if you don't know, you know, the Aces don't fly charter. They fly southwest. So I see all the time on Twitter that their flights are delayed, they're getting deplaned, you know, they're, they're in the airport, they're waiting for luggage, they're losing luggage. So you also have to put into a factor of how the Aces travel, and, you know, they're not, they're not traveling charter like, like other teams, like in the NBA, like, like in the college level. They're not traveling charter. So that, that, to me, plays a factor in these road games when you're dealing with adversity on the road and your job is to to win a road game and it's tough to win road games so uh right now they're on the road for for this week they play the minnesota Lynx tomorrow night at five o'clock um so i know that asia wilson said we haven't won anything the work is still is still to be done you know they got another half of their season left but um you know it was a great test last night against the championship team the seattle storm going up against sue bird and brianna and jewel lloyd those are some ballers so it was a great test last night you know, the Aces committed 17 turnovers last night. So Asia Wilson said, yeah, uh, we can't throw the ball to the other team 17 times and, and win a ball game. So, um, but, you know, Becky Hammond says you can't hold on to a loss for too long. You look at the film, you assess, and you move on. Now they're moving on to the Minnesota Lynx tomorrow night. So uh, it's, it's tough on the road, man, winning games, playing every other day, you know, not flying charter, losing bags, getting delayed, getting deplaned, like – that's all got to play a factor into into games. Yeah, and starting tomorrow in the next 18 days, they got six games, and only one of them is at home. So that means a lot of traveling for these Las Vegas Aces, and it's true. I mean, ballers, we can talk about you and the UNLV Rebels. I see you guys. You guys travel charter, right? Mm-hmm. And that's right. that makes it easy. But then you got to fly Southwest like I used to when I used to call college basketball games and the yeah. team as well. It's tougher. You're there at the terminal an hour, two hours before, and then you got to wait for the flight to leave. And yeah. But you charter, you literally just go to the plane. They're waiting for you. So that's a different story. I got to talk to you about the rest of the Las Vegas sports scene. And Paloma, once yeah. you got here, it has changed a bit, right? It's, it has kept growing and growing and growing. <laughs> what do you think about Vegas as a sports town now? Well, I tell Q all the time. Uh, there's never a slow day in Las Vegas. I don't, I mean, I don't know what day, if it is a slow day, if I'm just chilling at home, I don't know what's going on, but it is never a slow day. We got UFC going on, you know, there's the Raiders off season stuff. We have the Aces playing, you know, keeping up with UNLV hoops, UNLV football. Uh, there is something going on all the time. The aviators are playing, you know, who knows if we get the A's in town. I mean, it is nonstop. So it's really exciting. I know I first got here to Vegas during COVID. So when I when I landed in town, I was a little bummed out my first year here in Vegas. I was like, what are we doing? You know, am I ever going to go to a football game? You know, I was totally bummed out. But 
um, you know, once once we got back and everything started opening up, it has been nonstop. So it's been an exciting year to have the NFL draft here, to have big events here. Summer League is coming up. We're hosting the Super Bowl in 2024. Formula One is coming next year. Um, so, I mean, the, the every everything's coming to Las Vegas. Cam Newton's having football camps out here. I mean, everything is coming to Las Vegas. So, it's an exciting time to to be a part of you know this this community that's growing so fast and you know an NBA team a baseball team what's next you know we're ready for it. Absolutely, we're talking with Paloma Villacana, Fox Five Vegas. You can follow her on Twitter, on Instagram, just like the Aces. Their social media game is fire. Paloma Raiders twenty twenty two. What do you think about this squad this year? Because the Devontae Adams and the Chandler Jones additions to this roster, even though you see pro yeah. football focus saying that they got the 21st best roster in the league, I think yeah. it's not. The Raiders' talent isn't far from being top 10 in this, in this NFL. What do you think about the expectations? What should they be for the Raider Nation in 2022? I'm excited to see how they come out under their new leadership. I've just seen a little taste from OTAs, just of all the new talent out there. Devontae Adams, that was a huge get. Uh, you know, all the rookies. I can't wait to see just what this new leadership will look like this season. There's been so many changes in the Raiders franchise in the past, you know, year or two. So um, it's always exciting when there's a new coach, new GM, new new faces out there. Um, you know, it's kind of like a fresh start for the Raiders, you know, a brand new year, brand new roster, um, you know, brand new expectations. I'm sure Raider Nation will be out there at Allegiant Stadium just another year. And to be honest, this is, this is the Raiders' first normal season, you know, here in Vegas with fans, you know, being able to come out to all the games and, and for the guys to have a, have a normal season at their facility being able to train, not having, you know, unexpected things pop up and COVID-19 testing. So um, I'm excited for this new year. I'm more excited for Raider Nation to come out to Allegiant Stadium and experience a full season of, of just normalcy and, and have it like the, the real year here in Las Vegas. So um, I'm excited. I mean, I know uh, training camp is right around the corner. I can't wait to, to keep up with the latest with everything and, um, yeah, I mean, the expectations are higher than ever for the Raiders here in Las Vegas. So I'm excited. I, ho I hope they go far next season. Absolutely. And Paloma, I don't know if you can, but can you ch tell us the story about you coming out to Las Vegas and sure. finding out a way to get a gig out there in Fox 5? Because when you told me that story, I was like, this girl, she knows how to get a job <laughs> because it didn't exist and you got it. And now, honestly, yeah. I don't see Fox 5 Vegas with just a two-man <laughs> sports squad, which, by the way, Kevin and Vince, yeah. they're fantastic. They're incredible. Yeah. But they need that three-person three mm -hmm. sports department because the sports scene is so big in town. Yeah, and, and you know, the, I'm telling everyone, everything in Las Vegas is going to grow. So it's just the opportunities out here in Vegas are, are, are going to grow this year, next year, and the following years just because there's so many sports teams, sports events coming to Las Vegas. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm very blessed to be here in Las Vegas. I mean, I snuck into the city right before the pandemic started. So I got here in 2019, got uh, towards, towards November, December of 2019, got my feet wet with a few Golden Knights games, you know, did a few Running Rebels games. Uh, and then, you know, I got sent home 
in March and I was at home for, you know, a year and a half of my contract. So I was so bummed because it was my first year in Vegas and I had never met Coach Arroyo. I had never met any of anyone that was on my Red Zone show. So it was it was just like, man, I hope I get to see you soon. You know, I don't know when I'll get to see you, but even with you, Harry, it was great meeting you with the lights and then I just feel like I was so disconnected my first year just being away from everyone. I, I really wasn't able to introduce myself. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I love Kevin and Vince. They are amazing coworkers, and I'm so thankful for Fox 5 to create this, this job for me here at, in Vegas. Uh, you know, they were expanding their sports team, and, you know, for all my friends and coworkers and family members and people who got laid off during the pandemic, you know, I just felt felt incredibly blessed every day to to have my job and to do the Red Zone and to share these stories of all our amazing local talent here. Um, so it's 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 been awesome. It's a blessing to be here in Las Vegas and continue to share stories and find nuggets in our community of what what local people are doing, how hard they're working, you know, what obstacles they're overcoming to to chase their dreams, and that's my passion. So with football season right around the corner, it's just like I can't wait to get started on all the stories and the traveling and. Um, you know, the, yeah, the Raiders are expecting to have a big season. UNLV football has a brand new squad with all the transfers that Coach Royo brought into his program. So uh, Kevin Kruger has a brand new Run and Rebels team. Lindy LaRock is building off her tournament team. So, I mean, the stories are endless here in Vegas, and I just get so pumped up talking about it. <laughs> Absolutely, and I love all the local stories that you do. Of course, the Reb Zone, how can I forget? During football and during hoop season, I'm always yeah. tuned in. You do a fantastic job. Please follow Paloma Villacana if you're one of the few folks that still don't follow her on social media, Twitter and Instagram, <laughs> at Paloma Villacana. Check out all of her reports on Fox 5 Vegas. Paloma, muchísimas gracias. Thank you so much. Muchas gracias, Harry. See you later. It's awesome having Paloma here on the JT The Brick Show on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM, to talk about everything Las Vegas sports-related and beginning with the Las Vegas Aces, who are doing an amazing job out here in Las Vegas. Let's go to the phone lines. We have right now Gangsta Raider, right? Yes, perfect. Yeah. How you doing, Gangsta? Yeah. Good to hear you again, man. I'm, I'm doing good. Same to hear you, too. You know what I'm saying? I can't have been a little bit about the Hall of Fame, though, because they got Brandy Moss in there. He was the first ballot Hall of Famer, and he don't have no Super Bowl wins. He lost two Super Bowls, so he's a loser. You know what I'm saying? And not only that, he um he get pretty much quit on us when he had us with him. That's not Hall of Fame material, and he don't have any rings. If it wasn't for Cliff Branch, he was the original Randy Moss, and he got three rings, and he just now getting in. You know what I'm saying? That's a farce. And to me, the whole Hall of Fame is a farce because of that. Brandy Moss do have no rings who played on um, with Tom Brady and on an um, undefeated team, they still lost him. They say he's a loser. You know what I'm saying? If he made it to the Super Bowl before Clinch Branch, that's unacceptable. You know what I'm saying? That's all I wanted to speak on that. But I'm still trying to get down there because um, Clinch Branch should have been in there, and that was going to be a big old Raider party. But I'm having a few financial problems. But I'm trying to get down there. You know what I'm saying? But um, as far as your other question, I already got um, a Josh Jacob jersey. I got a Waller jersey. I just bought my son a Devontae Adams jersey for his birthday. So if I was to get any other jersey right now of an active player, it would have to be Mad Max. And also because um, I like how he get in. I like how, especially Walter, too, I like how they both overcame their addictions. 
Yeah. And to me, Waller is, uh, is my favorite player on the team. That's why he was the first. Him and Josh Jacobs, they were the first um, new player jerseys, current player jerseys I bought. You know what I'm saying? Because I like um, Josh Jacobs' story about being homeless and all that and how he made it to the league. And I like how Darren Waller overcame his addictions and how he, he pretty much inspired Mad Max to do what he did. You know what I'm saying? And so if I had to get any other current jersey, it would be Mad Max, number 98, or 13, Renfro. But I had to give it to Mad Max because I like how he get in. I like how he don't say he got a racist bone in his body. That's why, you know, I hesitate on buying non-black players' jerseys if they don't have any racism in them because look at Bosa and how he feel. You know, the, not not Joey Bosa, but his brother in Frisco, he's like he got a little racism in him. So, I'm you know, but other than that, I, um, if it wasn't um, Max uh, um, or Renfro, it'll be, what's the name, that, um, Hobbs, Nate Hobbs on defense. Oh, yeah, other he's than a stud. That, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And I got I won a um autograph um Trevor Morig and Malcolm Coos jersey off Instagram off MVP Authentic. Shout out to them. And so I'm I'm framing them. I'm never wearing them, so I don't count them as Yeah, I gotta jersey, start following them. Those are some dope dope jerseys to get and sh- damn, you got them signed? Yeah, yeah. Right. Autograph with the authentication with the authentication certificate and everything. Jeez. So I got those in the frame. I'm not gonna wear those, so I don't count those as having those jerseys because I'm not going to wear those. I even got those, but I won those. I didn't buy them. So those are collective items. You know, so I'm going to keep those in the man, the Raider man cave. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I forgot what I, my thought was going to say. But anyway, hey, Raider I, Nation. But I like what you out. just said, Gangster Raider, that you're buying a jersey because there's studs on the field. They do an amazing job, but there's stories outside the field. Those are also exactly. fundamental parts of their, their exactly. story, their history. So I love that call. Thank you so much, Gangster Raider. You the man. Thank you, too, man. I appreciate you. All right, we got Gangsta Raider right there. I like those options. If you were to buy a new jersey of a current player on this squad, who would it be? Of course, the easy options that pop up real quick, you got to say Derek Carr, you got to say Renfro, you got to say Crosby, Waller. They're up there on the list. But I want to hear from you why. And Gangsta Raider, that call was real. Because of who they are outside the field as well, and not only on it. That's fantastic that's raider nation and this is raider nation radio 9 20 a.m this is the jt the brick show i'm harry ruiz and we're gonna go to a break and we're gonna come back with more of your calls Carr back into the gun. Backfield is empty. Takes a snap. Fires left side. Waller first down across the 15-yard line. Big play. Derek Carr, Darren Waller, they're going to have a lot of action in 2022, health permitting, and that's what we all want. To everybody to stay healthy on this Raider squad. No injuries. That's what we wish. But it's football. It's a contact sport. It ain't going to happen. There will be some. Hopefully the guys can stay as healthy as possible once they hit the field in September. September 11th, Raiders Chargers, week one in Englewood. We go back to the phone lines here on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Mitch from New Jersey is calling in. How are you, Mitch? Hey, I'm I'm good, I think. Um, Two more weeks to be a grandpa. Could be any day, though. There you go. So I'll get out of of work at least a week. In my business, you want as many days off as possible. 
I'm always there with time. Anyway, I love hearing you. Um, I, I can't mention. I know I can't mention another show, but um, it's great to talk to you. Um, two things. I can't. I'm looking forward to our defensive line. Come on, Dominic Sue, get on board. And then, uh, and, the, and the pass game is going to be terrific. It's going to be a great division, great division race. And one more thing, it's no secret. When are, just when are going to bring in baseball, Oakland A's, and the basketball team to Vegas? It's a growing city. You got some elbow room there. They can put the A's in, in the football stadium and the hockey team. Most arenas have hockey and basketball. When do you think this day is going to come? Look, so when? That's a good question because yeah. for the baseball team, you would have to build the stadium. And that stadium, you compare it to Allegiant, and Allegiant took around 19 months to get built. So that right now puts you at least two years away. And in, 20, in June 2024, it's going to be halfway through the season. So the earliest, in my opinion, would be either 2025 or 2026 that you can get a team from Major League Baseball. Specifically, we all know that the A's are trying to get moved. And NBA-wise, um, I think they're closer. Yeah. I think that they could get out here in Vegas because it would be an, ex an expansion franchise more likely. And uh, they already got those plans out there with Tim Lightweeky and um, the former Raiders president, Mark Bedane, and everything. They got their group, and they got the land where they're going to build and they got the plans that could be done a little bit quicker. I could, I, in my opinion, you would be looking towards the 2024, 2025 season as the earliest, but that's you know, again, if, the earliest. Uh, right. You know, if, if, um, the Clippers owner, he has money. If he didn't find that land in Inglewood near the Rams stadium, interesting. You can't forget them. I think they would have been the first to Vegas. And one more thing, um, you know, the Dodgers play in the Coliseum before they got this stadium built. I know they had to kick out some um, uh, poor residents. You know, they can make up all the they go, make up rules. But uh, they were playing the Coliseum, and that's basically a football stadium, USC stadium. Yeah, Rams. the thing is, out here yeah, in Vegas, you can't play outdoors during those July and August months for three hour, three hour game, and then you get there an hour early, two hours early as a fan, and the players are there batting practice three hours early. I don't think the Heat and baseball would combine very well. We know we got AAA baseball out here, but you know how they treat minor league players. Uh, not, I'm not talking about the local team; they treat their players fantastically, but the system they don't put a lot of priority over them chris bryant was out here last week and he was saying if you're bringing baseball major league baseball to vegas you need a dome you can't play outdoors right. during baseball and yeah the dodgers they played i think their first mitch we lost them uh yeah dodgers played i think their first two years in la at the coliseum that was an easy home run to left field for sure and uh yeah it's gonna be interesting but believe me sports in vegas this got fueled big time by the Raiders. Of course, the Golden Knights, they put the foot in the door for Las Vegas to get the rest of the leagues around uh, the United States, the top four, top five. They put them over. See, one thing you guys got to remember, I mean, those of you listening on Raider Nation Radio and you're out in Lake Cali and whatnot, let me tell you a little something about Vegas, all right? I moved here in 1996. You know what they had? They had boxing. Boxing was the biggest deal yep. in the world. We had AAA baseball. I think they were still called the Stars at that point. They moved them to being the before 51s, the fifty ones. Blah 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 blah. And then we had UNLV football and basketball, and that's it. And and and, and betting. End of story. That was it. You didn't have any other. I mean, once in a blue moon, you get a professional golf tournament that might come through. Maybe 
you know, I think Evil Knievel jumped something a couple times. That's about it. I mean, yeah, you know, the, you the know, the Rebels, they were kings out here for a long time. The closest thing we got was we got one Laker preseason game, like 97. A preseason game. A singular, yeah. and that was one. it. No such thing as, oh, and we had Big League Weekend. When there they would go, have two like games. a baseball team, you know, like the Chicago Cubs and the A's and whatnot, would come out and play a couple of, you know, preseason games like a Cashman Field. But that was it. That was the end of the story. We had, there was no such thing as professional sports whatsoever. You didn't have the Pac 12 tournament coming out here, you didn't have the WAC tournament coming Summer out here. Summer League. No, oh, no, no. Summer League started, God, what was that? Like 2003, 4, 5, And they started with a very limited number of teams. And yeah. next week out here in Vegas, literally every team yeah. in the association uh-huh. is going to have their squads out here in Las Vegas. But when it when it first started, it was Orlando and Las Vegas. All the East Coast teams yep. went to Orlando. The West Coast teams went to Vegas. And it was the... I mean, this is before we had the Thomas and Mackin and the Cox Pavilion opened up and you could go back and forth between the two buildings. There were still two separate buildings at that point. And then and you'd go to the summer league, and there'd be maybe, God, a thousand people out of about six thousand, maybe. Do you remember a couple of years ago, Zion Williamson, the show it was having Thomas and Max Center sold out because they wanted to see him on the on the court, and they did for a couple of games. And it's amazing what Las Vegas—they're hungry for sports. And the crowd out—we had Brandon Marshall, the former linebacker for the Broncos. Uh, he said, "When I was growing up, there was nobody to look up to in local sports, and that's why he he was a Broncos fan. He started watching them, and that's how a lot of folks out here in Vegas grew up. Now the new generation." They got the Raiders. They got the Golden Knights. And the flip side of the coin is also you've got a lot of retired athletes that live out here. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot. Everybody from Raleigh Fingers to, you know, who's that guy? Yeah, Alex. Yeah, the other guy. I forget what his name is. There's a ton of them. Half of Summerlin is retired athletes. The other half is retired rock stars. That's pretty much it. There you go. Deep pockets out there. That's why they got all the fancy stuff out there in Summerlin, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Compared to my neighborhood. Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, no, but to answer Mitch's question is like every league in the States, they want a part of the Vegas business. Vegas is booming. And like Bobby said, Las Vegas, you got a lot of retired folks that come out here and enjoy, but also some active folks back in the day that would come out here because of the tax breaks. Not having state tax is a blessing. And I'm telling you, I'm in a way lower tax bracket than all the athletes. I love it that I don't get that state tax taken out of my check. And someone that enjoyed it, too, in the past was Eric Winalda, who moved to Las Vegas from living out there in California because of the tax. That tax haven that Vegas is, that Nevada is. We'll talk to him after the break, not about taxes, but about soccer and sports in Las Vegas. This is the JT The Brick Show on Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m.